Hello, guys, and welcome back to my podcast, Jade Talks Wrestling, with me, your host, Jade Melissa. Oh, hello, Jade. However you know me, maybe just as Jade, maybe my mom and dad are listening. Hi, mom and dad. I hope you guys are having a really great day. Anyway, I know it has been a hot minute since I have kind of created any content across any of my platforms, YouTube, Twitter, um, Instagram, this, SoundCloud, anything. So whether you're listening to me on SoundCloud or iTunes or Google Play, thank you so much for giving me a chance. And a lot has changed. Um, I know I started J Talks Wrestling back in 2018, so I created it as a um, as part of my senior thesis project in college. So I was a senior at the time, and the assignment was to create something that I was passionate about. And as you guys know, I am super passionate about wrestling, um, sports entertainment, kind of anything you want to consider it. It falls into the same category in my eyes. So I created kind of a blog podcast video series. I haven't really kept up with the blog. I haven't really kept up with the video series. And I thought, what better 2019 resolution to do than to get back into podcast recording? So here I am recording another episode of J Talks Wrestling, where it'll kind of be a mishmash of what I want to talk about. So I think in particular, I know in past episodes, I've only kind of talked about WWE and WWE Umbrella whether that be Raw, SmackDown, NXT, kind of anything like that. But I think I also want to, of course, today being Tuesday, January 8th, um, when I'm recording it, it is currently 7.17 p.m. Eastern Standard Time because I'm coming from you from the East Coast. So, you know, All Elite Wrestling had their kind of um, their... I, I want to call it a pep rally. I really want to call it a pep rally. Their conference, their um, whatever you want to call it, I'm sure the word will come to me after I put this episode out and I will probably look like a huge idiot, but All Elite Wrestling had their um, pep rally <laughs> today. So, you know, All Elite Wrestling, if you are unaware of it and you are listening to my podcast and this is the first time that you've even heard of AEW, which are you living under a rock? Are you sure you're a wrestling fan? Because this has been a big thing. It is a big, big deal. Um, it could certainly change professional wrestling and sports entertainment as we know it. Because WWE, yeah, they had a little bit of competition in the forms of um, TNA, whatever they want to call it now. I think it's like global impact. But back in TNA's heyday, they had a pretty big competition there. Of course, it would be without saying WCW. Um, of course, you have Ring of Honor. You also have New Japan Pro Wrestling. But AEW, All Elite Wrestling, is kind of what I see as WWE's big competition now. They have money. It's not saying that this company, I don't think they're going to go bankrupt in a year. Yeah, maybe they might be stretched a little thin for money, but they have money. They do. And they are also scooping up some very, pun intended, elite talent. 
So, of course, it would be go without saying um, their first huge signings are obviously the Young Bucks, Nick and Matt Jackson, which I have seen personally wrestle up in Montreal, which was absolutely fantastic. It was a fantastic show. I had followed their careers for quite a while. Of course, you know, I wish they were in WWE because I really want to finally see the Young Bucks versus the Revival, but I also feel like the Young Bucks played into the why the Revival's not getting a push, but that is a topic for a different day. Um, Cody Rhodes, obviously very familiar with the Rhodes family, you know, Dusty Rhodes, um, Dustin Rhodes, you have Goldust. I kind of grew up watching Goldust because I was very young during the Attitude Era and he came out in a very long gold wig and he was very um, kind of, he was just different. So of course he caught my attention as a young, a young child. I'm like, who is this person? I grew up in a very small rural town in Vermont and you know, we didn't we didn't have a lot of people walking around looking like gold dust so I'm like who is this person like he was to me larger than life and of course um Dustin Rhodes kind of has always had a great career and I feel like he wasn't made to be as big of a deal as he actually was um and still is you know he's a legend in his own rights and of course you have Dusty Rhodes who (laughs) kind of was the heart and soul of NXT and a lot of my favorites now I think can attribute a lot of their promo skills and their passion and their talent to their time at the Performance Center with Dusty Rhodes until you know he unfortunately passed away and I of course he passed down a lot of his knowledge to Cody Rhodes and Cody kind of left WWE and went and chased his own dreams and he took his wife Brandy with him and of course Brandy is college educated she is a very strong female you know um definitely is doing her own thing and cannot just be attributed to her husband because she is her own person and of course she is college educated and I think her new role with AEW is going to be a very big deal and I'm excited to see a strong female have such an important role in wrestling and in the wrestling business. I think it's going to open doors for women everywhere who are hoping to kind of break into the business some way. Um, I myself am hoping to one day work for a wrestling company just because it has always been my dream to, you know, talk about wrestling. I like to talk about what I love and what I love is wrestling. And if I can get paid to do that, that sounds like a pretty cool gig. So besides that, obviously, um, you also have to talk about Hangman Page, which I think he is the one that I am most kind of bummed, but also excited for. So of course I'm bummed that um, he doesn't, he didn't sign with NXT because, you know, there are a lot of dream matches for me um, personally to watch uh, Adam Page perform in because I think he is hands down so talented like to see some of his flips and just he's amazing I am a huge fan of Hangman Page and you know it's a bummer to know that he's not going to be in WWE and it might be a while before I get to see those matches but I'm excited to see how he'll be pushed in all elite wrestling and kind of being one of the 
biggest forefronts to All Elite Wrestling. And then also um, a big announcement today is that All Elite Wrestling will have a women's division and that women's division is going to include none other than Dr. Brittany Baker, DMD. I, she's another one that I'm extremely, extremely torn about because on one hand, of course, I want to see her in NXT. I know that she was on WWE's radar. You know, she had been a couple of NXT signings. She had done some matches. I believe she was an alternate in this year's, in the 2018 Mae Young Classic. Don't quote me on that, but I think Britt was an alternate. I don't know why she wasn't put into the Mae Young Classic because, you know, she very well deserved to be um, one of the 32 women in there. But to see her kind of, I know at the press conference, a press conference, not a pep rally, a press conference. (laughs) To see her at All Elite Wrestling's press conference kind of announce and kind of also talk about the fact that not only was she one of the absolute first female signed talents to All Elite Wrestling, but she was one of the first talents, the first talents that All Elite Wrestling went after was Britt Baker, and I think it speaks volumes for what they are trying to do in the business, and I'm hoping, honestly, that they will follow through, that women are going to be made as big of a deal and are going to be paid on kind of a very similar, if not the same pay scale as men's wrestling because I know that that is a huge problem and I don't think it's fair because to to be completely honest women's wrestling particularly in WWE is one of the best things they have going for them right now honestly the the women's talent kind of the best stuff that they've got going you know the whole Becky Lynch possibly main eventing WrestleMania against Ronda Rousey. You finally have Oscar as the champion. Charlotte Flair is up there. You know they just announced that they're bringing back the women's tag team titles. You know you have NXT. You have now the four four horsewomen of MMA are signed to WWE at the same time as the four horsewomen of WWE. That dream match is going to happen. It's no longer, well, if Marina and Jessamine's, no, they are there. They're pretty talented too. I have watched Marina and Jessamine and I'm really excited to see just how far those women will go because there's certainly going to be forces, um, forces to go against, you know, to be reckoned with. But going back to the fact that All Elite Wrestling is announcing all of these big things, I think we can't discount the fact that are they going to have enough talent to compete with the WWE? Like, yes, they've announced um, you have Penelope Ford, you have the bad boy Joey, you have, you know, Hangman Page, you have... Cody Rhodes, you have Matt and Nick Jackson, but then I think the thing that surprised me but didn't surprise me was the fact that they signed Neville Pack. 
you know, I, I think that's, that's a big thing. Um, I was heartbroken when he left WWE because it felt like he had finally kind of hit his stride. Like he was king of the cruiserweights and he was putting on clinic after clinic after clinic. And, you know, he was finally getting the recognition that he so rightfully deserves because Pac is such a amazing talent. Like Neville, Neville was, Neville was great. And I seriously think that WWE squandered his talent and definitely underutilized him. And now um, he has signed with All Elite Wrestling, which kind of threw me for a loop. I definitely thought he was going to either stay with um, Dragon Gate or sign with New Japan. I, When thinking of talent that All Elite Wrestling was going to go after, I don't think Pac was on top of my list because I thought he was going to stay... Um, I thought I was going to stay in Japan. I really, really did. Um, when he didn't show up to All In, I figured, you know what? He doesn't want to do it. He wants to, you know, go to Dragon Gate. He wants to um, do New Japan. Like, he doesn't want to do um, any kind of American promotions. I completely get that. And then all of a sudden, he shows up at the press conference to um, confront Adam Page, which I'm excited about that match very, very excited about that match. I definitely marked out a little bit. Big fan. Um, and announced that he was one of the talents to sign with All Elite Wrestling. So that was definitely um, definitely WWE's loss there. Wish nothing but the best for him in his future endeavors with All Elite Wrestling. I think one name that really didn't surprise me that actually signed because, you know, he did his stint in WWE, and then he left to go do other things because, like he mentioned, he doesn't need the money because, you know, he's Chris freaking Jericho, the GOAT, Chris Jericho. You know, he has done now stuff for um, New Japan. He kind of, he just uh, lost the title not too long ago at Wrestle Kingdom the, the last weekend, which, if you have not sat down and watched Wrestle Kingdom, Highly, highly, highly recommend. So many, so many good matches. So much talent. But I think it didn't surprise me that Chris Jericho announced that he was signing with All Elite Wrestling. I know that um, he's pretty good friends with the Bucks. And, you know, he really wants to change the business. And I think that may have um, kind of kind of maybe come as a shock to WWE because, you know, Chris Jericho has always been in and out, in and out, in and out. He would do a couple years stunt and then leave to go on tour with Fozzie and do stuff like that, but he would always come back to WWE. And now there is no coming back to WWE because he is signed to um, WWE's kind of competition, if, you, if you'd like to say, kind of... Um, I don't want to say enemy because I think we should all work together because there is so much room in professional wrestling to work together and finally get people to realize that sports entertainment and wrestling are a legitimate sport and are legitimately host the top athletes in the world. I, I can say that with 100% confidence in my opinion that professional wrestlers in sports entertainments 
are the top athletes in the world. So I think it may have come as a shock to WWE that Chris Jericho actually did sign. Uh, You know, curious to see what kind of goes there, who he feuds with. One big thing that I think everyone, when you're talking about all elite wrestling and talking about the WWE, I think one big thing that everyone is kind of talking about is where will Kenny Omega go? So again, if you are tuning into this podcast and you have no idea who Kenny Omega is, I don't know if you're listening to the right podcast. I really don't. I urge you to listen to it all the way through because you've gotten this far and hey, we love plays. We love people listening to me ramble on about my love for professional wrestling and my thoughts. So I think um, that's such a big question in the internet wrestling community is where will Kenny Omega go? And I'm really curious to see why people have such a sour taste in their mouth when people like me, like I will admit, I want Kenny Omega to go to WWE. I do not want Kenny Omega to sign with All Elite Wrestling. Selfishly, I want Kenny Omega in WWE. Why? Because it is so much easier for me to go to WWE shows. Like, you know, they have shows um, up and down the East Coast. It's very easy to take a drive. I most recently... um, flew out to Los Angeles for NXT TakeOver, you know, I've gone to like Philly, New York City, Boston, Providence, um, Manchester, New Hampshire, Hartford, Connecticut, you know, all those places to follow professional wrestling, and with Kenny Omega being signed to New Japan Pro Wrestling, it was very hard to see him at all, like, You know, New Japan doesn't do a lot of U.S. shows. I can't afford to fly to Tokyo. Um, I I would have loved to see Kenny Omega definitely um, at a Wrestle Kingdom in Tokyo, but that that just wasn't in the cards. Um, I would have loved to, you know, gone to Long Beach a couple times to see um, New Japan over there, but it just isn't in the cards. So, Not only um, do I selfishly want Kenny Omega to sign with WWE for the ease of me seeing him and other people, other fans like me seeing him, but also for the fact that Kenny Omega is 35 and with the way he wrestles, I don't know how much longer he's going to want to continue to wrestle or wrestle at the caliber that he's wrestling. And there are so many dream matches to have. I mean, obviously, right off the top of my head, I can say Kenny Omega versus Seth Rollins. That is a dream match. That is a match that will not happen unless Kenny Omega signs to WWE, because now that WWE has Seth Rollins, they are never, ever, ever letting him go, ever. Seth Rollins will be in WWE until the day he retires, and then he'll get a Legends contract and he'll never go anywhere else, unless something catastrophic happens, and I just am completely misjudging Seth Rollins and WWE. So, of course, I want to see Kenny Omega versus Seth Rollins, and then you have to think also Kenny Omega versus AJ Styles, Kenny Omega versus Finn Balor, Kenny Omega versus Adam Cole, Bebe, Kenny Omega versus Mustafa Ali. You know, there are so many dream matches 
Kenny Omega versus Kevin Owens. That's that's me just being selfish because I love Kevin Owens and I think that Kenny Omega and Kevin Owens can put on a really great match. Um, Kenny Omega versus Sami Zayn. Kenny Omega versus Andrade Cien Almas. Um, you know, the list goes on and on of dream matches that Kenny Omega can have if he signs to WWE. And, you know, reading dirt sheets, which I... <laughs> I am guilty. I love my wrestling dirt sheets. I really do. I love reading spoilers. I love reading who's been cited at the arena, like, except not during the Royal Rumble. That is the only time I like to be surprised. I do not like my Royal Rumble being spoiled for me. No spoilers for Royal Rumble. But otherwise, reading um, dirt sheets, it sounds like Kenny Omega is being offered a very, very hefty WWE contract, which then leads me to thinking, why would people think that Kenny Omega is going to be a wasted talent in WWE? Why do you think they will sign him just to bury him? I mean, look how badly WWE wanted to sign AJ Styles and look how great AJ Styles has been treated. AJ Styles has been champion. He has the lengthy championships. He has had amazing feuds, phenomenal feuds. He debuted at the Royal Rumble, which was a huge deal. He's been on WrestleMania. You know, AJ Styles is very much the face that runs the place. He has been a big deal. WWE has not buried him or done anything. So I I ponder why fans would think that Kenny Omega is not going to be treated as well, if not better, than AJ Styles. I know a lot of people, from what I've seen kind of um, in the internet wrestling community, a lot of people have explained that they feel like Kenny Omega will be buried like Finn Balor. But I have to challenge them and say... Was Finn Balor slash is Finn Balor as big of a star as Kenny Omega? Like, yes, I love Finn Balor. I think he is extremely talented. Yes, I do think he deserves a little bit more than he is being given right now. But when he was signed to WWE, up until now, in 2019, is Finn Balor as big of a star as Kenny Omega? I would have to answer no. He is not as big of a star. So therefore, I do not feel like Kenny Omega will be given the Finn Balor treatment, which Finn is doing fine. Finn is on every single Raw. Yes, he's not winning all the time, but you know, not everyone can win. And of course, there are tons of stars that completely deserve better. I mean, look at Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn has not held a championship since getting to the main roster. And then his NXT championship um, reign was definitely, if it isn't the shortest of all time in NXT, it is definitely one of the shortest. I'm not sure if um, someone broke the record not too long ago, but I'll have to fact check. I definitely think Sami Zayn has had the shortest NXT title reign in history. So, you know, Unfortunately, not everyone can be a top star, and yes, Finn Balor does deserve more, but I don't think Kenny Omega will be buried like people say he will be, and I think that is not a good reason to not want him in WWE. I think 
realistically, I think he can have the best feuds in WWE. If you bring him to All Elite Wrestling, he who is he going to feud with? Is he going to feud with Chris Jericho again? Is he going to feud with Cody Rhodes again? Like, team up with the Bucks? I mean, creatively thinking, there are more opportunities within the WWE machine for Kenny Omega than all elite wrestling. And ultimately, I'm going to be happy no matter where Kenny Omega signs because at age 35 and for how great Kenny Omega is, he deserves all the happiness, all the money, all the fans, all the glory that he can get. Another big name that has kind of come up recently, definitely from the New Japan side, which I hope a lot more people are talking about, is Kushida. Yes, Kushida tearfully announced at the New Japan press conference that come, I think his contract is up January 31st, he will be leaving New Japan. Now, I hope we see Kushida in WWE. I know he could be another name that is being scooped up by All Elite Wrestling, but I really, really have to hope that we will see Kushida in WWE. And I know a lot of people kind of negatively remarked that, oh, Kushida's going to 205 Live. Stop it. It is the year 2019. We We need to stop with the 205 negativity. Um... 205 is an amazing brand, and if people gave the cruiserweights more of a chance, I think they would see how great they are. I mean, look how popular Mustafa Ali is now on SmackDown. He would not be that popular if it wasn't for 205 and 205 kind of building him up. I am I am over the moon about Mustafa Ali getting that move from 205 to the main roster. Of course, I'm a little sad because 205 obviously lost their heart and soul and a really big part of their roster, but I think it makes room for a ton more talent. And I'm excited about whoever 205 Live decides to bring in, whether that be from the main roster or be from NXT. I'm really hoping... I think Kushida would do really, really well, obviously, because he is extremely talented. He would do really, really well on the 205 Live roster, but I'm hoping personally we see Kushida get a nice little run in NXT because, you know, there are so many dream matches. I keep talking about dream matches, and it's just because there are a ton of matches that I have watched um, in different promotions of Kushida against a couple of the NXT talent guys and just knowing how far they have come both since they first met to know that it's going to be an amazing match. I think we have to obviously touch base talking about Kushida. We have to touch base about that sneaky little post that Kyle O'Reilly posted um, on his personal Instagram of him and Kushida wrestling. If you have not watched that match, Seriously, go watch it. Kyle O'Reilly is, I know a lot of people um, like him because he's part of the Undisputed Era, but Kyle O'Reilly as a wrestler, hands down, I love the Undisputed Era. My personal favorite is Bobby Fish. I'm a Bobby Fish girl, but my personal um, opinion is that Kyle O'Reilly is the most talented in Undisputed Era. Like, yes, you have Adam Cole, who is hands down the best on the mic. Yes, I personally 
love Bobby Fish more than the rest of them, and he's my favorite. But I think from a technical standpoint, I think you have to say that Kyle O'Reilly is the better wrestler. Overall, the better wrestler. Overall, the better performer. And definitely his match with Kushida highlights just how good he is. And also speaking about that, I'm going to recommend a few matches. If you guys have not watched any of the Red Dragon matches in New Japan Wrestling or at Ring of Honor, I suggest to do so because it is my favorite way to get some more um, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish content into my life because I have a hard time waiting for once a week on NXT. So I think the last thing that I kind of want to touch on is talking about... um, kind of where my podcast is going to go from here and what I would like to deliver in the future. So I would like to deliver, obviously, more weekly content, more kind of opinions, more breakdowns, predictions, stuff like that. Um, I just wanted to throw this this episode together. I know it seems very scattered. It's because I'm doing this off the cuff. Um, I don't have a clear vision of what I want to say and I'm going to I'm going to get better about that because it's very hard to talk for however long this is 30 minutes it's very hard to talk about that and not lose your train of thought or go back and repeat yourself so going forward J Talks Wrestling will be a little bit clearer my episodes will have a subject and a reasoning behind them I'll probably talk mostly about WWE with a little bit of, you know, Ring of Honor, um, All Elite Wrestling and New Japan content, whatever is hot in the wrestling community, um, I will touch on whether that means I am going over how low Raw's ratings are or the prediction of where Kenny Omega will sign to are the women being treated properly and why isn't tag team wrestling being taken seriously? Also, why NXT is the superior brand. Raw is not the A show, NXT is. So going forward, J Talks Wrestling will be way more clear. I'll break down some weekly content of my feelings regarding current storylines in WWE, predictions of where I see storylines going, and once I get some better video equipment, I will be bringing you prediction videos and anything that else that you want to see. So if you're listening to this um, episode and you've made it to the end, congratulations. Thank you guys so, so much. Um, share this on all sorts of social media. Help your girl out. I am a female wrestling fan who is trying to get her podcast up and running and compete with all the amazing podcasts out there. Podcast creators, if you are listening to this and you would like to collaborate, please um, shoot me an email or whatever, a DM. If you need to find me on social media platforms, my Twitter, my Instagram, my Snapchat are all at Oh, hello, Jade. For business diaries slash collabs, please email jadetalkswrestling at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, have a lovely day, guys. Bye. (laughs)